From reviews to rankings, the big picture is all things movies. From in-depth analysis of the latest flick to sit-down interviews with some of the biggest movie stars and filmmakers on the planet, Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins have got you covered. Check out The Big Picture on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Special guest here today, joined by the one and only Bill Simmons. Hi, Bill. I did the thing where I invited myself on, um, which I hate when people do to my podcast. But in this case, I figured you two wouldn't mind because this is a very important story we have to talk about. We were we were texting and we need to go back into the well and discuss Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's been confirmed. So now we can talk about it with all of the details that uh, have been made public to us, whether we believe them or not. Confirmed last night on Jimmy Fallon, uh, Shailene Woodley dressed as dressed as like Reese Witherspoon. I, I felt like she was doing her best Reese impersonation, um, was doing a press junket for her new movie, which Amanda says is really bad. And she it, like, I don't, it's, I, I don't know if I recommend it. She's, she's not a significant <laughs> part of it. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Um, Bill, what was your reaction to Shailene Woodley on Jimmy Fallon? Well, you covered this last week. So people are probably wondering why we went back to the well. There are now more questions than answers was, <laughs> was my reaction. I think that was all of our reaction because basically they fell in love over the last six months, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, yeah. When Rodgers was being quarantined with the NFL stuff. So basically, I'm, I'm just watching this from afar and reading all the stuff. And she's saying, this is an actual quote from her. I don't know him as the football guy. I know him as like the nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. That's the guy I know. He also happens to be very good at sports. He's like the fourth best quarterback ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
It would be like if you're dating Leo and it's like, I've never seen his movies. I don't know him as the movie guy. I know him as the guy who's really good at billiards in my living room. Like, <laughs> I just, to to just kind of dismiss the football part with Aaron Rodgers was illogical to me. But then he was quarantined for the entire season. So I'm looking at this, like, it, it honestly reminds me of how my daughter meets people during the pandemic. Like my daughter is dating this new guy and they met on FaceTime and then they ended up, they got together and they each had to get tested, but most of their relationship is, is virtual. So I, I guess that's how this went, but I, what did you guys think? I, Bill, these are so important uh, questions. And I just want to add on that even if they met on FaceTime and fell in love on FaceTime, like even if we believe all of this, Shailene Woodley on Jimmy Fallon was like, we've been engaged for a while. It's like news to you guys, but we've known about this for a while. But for a while can only mean at most six months, maybe eight, if we're playing with the timelines and there's some overlapping. But like eight months of FaceTime dating and now you're making it legal? I they just FaceTime date, you guys. Come okay. on. Let's just drop that. They did yeah, not Jim, FaceTime date. <laughs> Shailene Woodley moved to Green Bay. And would just hold up there. I think that's what happened because she was explaining in depth how she got to Machu Picchu. Jimmy Fallon was like, how did you swing that, your December trip? And she was like, it was four flights, Green Bay to Miami, and then it became very unclear. But she was specific about that one. So she, at least for part of this time, has been living in Green Bay. And re Amanda and I found out after our previous podcast, back in July, when he was still supposedly dating Donica Patrick, they were there was rumors about that back in July. Shailene was yes. and Aaron Rodgers. So they've had a lot of time in person. Come on. Okay. Still a lot of time in person. <laughs> Add it all up for me. What is the maximum amount amount of time that these two people have been in a relationship? Well, we'll start here. He broke up with Danica Patrick in July, but okay. then there was that gossip blog Juliet mentioned that ran with some blind tip that Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers were getting cozy together. So basically, I guess we have to think him and Danica Patrick had been broken up for a while. Probably. But then she seemed bitter about it. Well. Which was also, when they broke up, she seemed a little salty about it. So maybe he moved on. So there's a possible love triangle here. Love triangle. But then he had to go play football. Well, then (laughs) and then she was filming a movie in Montreal. So she's in Montreal He's in Green Bay. Neither of them are allowed to see each other. And this somehow blossomed into an engagement. I'm just stupefied by it. Well, there's definitely a lot of less less than truths happening here because she was really, <laughs> really playing up how she never would have guessed that she'd be engaged to an athlete. So a guy who throws balls for a living. She was fucking dating a rugby player. She dates athletes. Like, back off. I did wonder. I'm not familiar enough with rugby. Do they throw the ball? Yes. Is that they do throw it? It's not like the shovel to the side thing with well, rugby. I don't know. Not the same, but they do. Okay. There is throwing, and she wasn't that specific. Okay. I guess the part that's confusing to me, and I, I'm listen. I'm not saying this relationship isn't happening. I think it is. I I just think it's weird that Aaron Rodgers, who's like 37 years old. And is a very smart guy, right? I think he's one of the smarter, good superstars we've had and seems very cerebral. I've interviewed him on, on when I had my HBO show. I talked to him for an hour. I, th- I thought he was a really smart guy. All of this behavior is the behavior of, of like somebody who's like 21 years old. That's the part that's <laughs> confusing to me. It would be like, I, I I don't know, Noah Centineo. It's like, oh, he just met somebody. Now they're engaged. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's adorable. Poor Noah's 22. Like, I, I see it. He Aaron Rodgers is a 37-year-old man. 
who's very successful and wealthy. Like that's the part that's confusing <laughs> to me. I'm glad you brought up his wealth. Who do you think has more wealth? Aaron Rodgers or Shailene Woodley? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I've seen the what? State Farm commercials. <laughs> also, how many how many expensive things has Shailene Woodley been in? Well, we, we talked about this. She's been on a bit of a cold streak, except for Big Little Eyes. She's not done anything of significance, I would say, since the Descendants. But Big, Big Little Eyes, is, she did 16 episodes. Like, right, even right. if she was making, like, 500000 an episode, it's still not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers make, been making eight figures for, I don't know, 12, 13 years at this point. Right. Plus, I'm not so, aware of her endorsement deals. She might have them. There might be a whole hippie crunchy thing that we're not <laughs> aware of. But I don't really understand. I don't think hippie crunchy people do the level of endorsement deals that Aaron Rodgers has. So I think we all, we all like her, but there was a moment when it was like her versus J-Law where they were kind of toe to toe Hanks Keaton style. And then J-Law just went up at like seven notches. And, and then it seemed like Shailene was doing the more independent, like quirky stuff, which is, you're just not going to get paid for that. And just a couple choices that didn't work, which like happens, but in a sort of defining us, point Amanda, of her career. What choices? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a great question. I've forgotten most of them. She was in that YA series, yeah, you know, and that to compare up. with the Jennifer Lawrence of it all. Jennifer Lawrence had Hunger Games and Shailene did the Divergent series. And obviously Hunger Games was hugely successful. And I think the last of the Shailene Woodley Divergent series was like straight to video. Yeah, So was. sometimes those things just don't, pan out. Some of the indies weren't as well received. Even like the Mauritanian, the aforementioned film that it's like, she just is playing a thankless role. She's just like Jodie Foster's legal assistant. (laughs) And it's not what you would expect from someone who is in The Descendants and in Fault in Our Stars and was tipped to be like the next young breakout actress. So she's kind of just putting her career back together right now. And she was amazing in The Descendants. So she goes Divergent 2014, Fault in Our Stars 2014, Mm -hmm. which I like. Me too. Uh, big big hit with the with the Simmons ladies in yeah. my family. Great soundtrack. Uh, Divergent, Divergent, Snowden, Adrift, Big Little Eyes, Endings, Beginnings, and then the more Mauritanian. But it's mm-hmm. it's been. I wouldn't say she could lead a movie anymore at this point. I think I think for the last five years, I think she's you know has lost that luster. But I I felt like in the mid two thousands she was going to be one of the biggest actresses we had. I, so I don't think this that, is that so a that's big why we're all but that's why we're all a little suspicious because it yeah. seems like she needs the 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 kind of propelling back into the limelight. So we and it's not like it's not this specific relationship, it's just our history with situations like this yes. makes us naturally suspicious. So it's almost like prove to us this is a real thing. And it's out of nowhere. And it's been shared like only in promotional opportunities, which always sends up my red flags, right? Like I really did think this was like Shailene press tour, which I believe she was on Jimmy Fallon promoting the Mauritanian, which is nominated for some Golden Globes on NBC, which is the network that Jimmy Fallon um, is also hosted on. And then mm. and then Aaron Rodgers announces engagement while accepting the MVP yeah. award via <laughs> Zoom, which just an incredible <laughs> sentence. So it did feel like because they were only sharing this to prom- while promoting other things, I don't know, we know to ask questions in situations like that. Yeah, there's there's red flags from our previous experiences over the past 30 plus years. The other thing is he, he was on Pat McAfee's show who every week during the NFL season. And at no point, even 
you know, just in casual conversation, like mentioned, oh, my girlfriend's in Montreal or anything like that. Right. So I, like, why was it such a secret during the football season? What was the gain of that? That's the other part I don't understand. Why are you, why are you hoarding this over here? Is he like afraid of a Danica backlash? Did they want, did they want it to be like six months since he dumped Danica, obviously, because he liked Shailene Woodley. Like, again, a lot of questions. I think there, there's a lot of like obfuscation going on. Because also, she went on Fallon like knowing that she would talk about it. He led with it. It was the first thing he asked. He didn't stick it in at the end where he's like, I just have to ask. Mm. He led with it. That's how the interview began. So clearly, like that was approved. That that was like would be a topic of conversation. She had her talking points ready. Like they were, they're ready to talk about it now. And I don't know. I, it's it's super weird. I my instinct is that the Danica Patrick of it all makes it really complicated, and they don't they don't want that out there. That's my personal guess. I do think also if she was going back and forth between Green Bay and Montreal in the fall during quarantine. That is obviously just brings up some logistical challenges in the COVID era. And especially if Aaron Rodgers is in the NFL and try, you know, has to be able to eligible to play. I bet they maybe wanted to keep like all the movement quiet. Mm. Perhaps. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. People are, are really intense about that. But like Bill in the past, has Aaron Rodgers talked about his girlfriends? Like he gets really mad when people ask him, right? No, he's a pretty private guy. Yeah. So I feel like. Super it weird. also leads us down the rabbit hole of a game I like to play called What's My Type? Right. Which mm-hmm. Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick, Shailene Woodley. What do those three people have in common other than that they're attractive? And maybe that's his type. He just likes attractive. Is but there an answer to that? I don't know. What? I just feel like sometimes people have types. I know I had types. Okay. Back when I dated a million years ago. <laughs> um, I've been locked down for 23 years with my lovely yeah. wife. <laughs> But <laughs> you guys can quarantine in Green Bay as well. I thought it was interesting that she went to Machu Picchu while he was in the playoffs slash finishing his season. Well, I guess it was when he was finishing his season. I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, no Christmas together. What's going on here? Because that's when she went. Um, I found this Machu Picchu situation to be a real twist. Am I confusing it? Or did he also go to Machu Picchu in the last calendar year, but with Danica Patrick? Yeah, I think they were separate trips, right? He, okay. I cause she I'm pretty sure she went in December. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. What in the piece that you shared, some of the timeline in the end of the Danica Patrick relationship was, I believe, pictures from a trip to Machu Picchu that were shared in April. That doesn't mean that they went in April, but I just what's with two trips to Machu Picchu in the year of COVID-19? It's two separate <laughs> ones. <laughs> I don't know. It's super seems, weird. Four flights, Amanda. It takes four flights to get there from Green Bay, as we now know. I mean, know. it seems like a great trip. I'd love to go. I've never been, but four flights. But he could. He has enough money. He just fly private, and then it's one flight. He didn't go with her, though. He was still playing football. She went alone without him. Right when, and as we covered earlier, she doesn't have the same kind of kind yeah. of bank. Maybe the whole thing I, is uh, so weird. Yeah, and I think. You know, there's just a lot of weird stuff with Rodgers. I think he's a lot like Tom Brady, where there's just some weird Tom Brady stuff, like his TB12 and some of the stuff he says and does off the field is just kind of eccentric. And with Rodgers, you know, there's been some eccentric stuff that the whole stuff with his brother being the bachelor (laughs) and then his whole family basically not talking to Aaron Rodgers anymore and that whole thing was really odd. Like he doesn't talk to his family and they were yes. like really bitter about it and he's cut them off and it became this huge bachelor thing. And I actually sided with Aaron Rodgers on that whole thing because it felt like 
his brother was leveraging Aaron Rodgers' fame in this obviously tumultuous relationship he has with his family to to gain some, you know, bachelor fame and, and gain some ground in that. I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers, but it was also, it was strange. And I think over and over again, it's just strange. And maybe it's because he's a famous quarterback living in Green Bay. Maybe his life has to be strange. I don't know. So quarterbacks famously don't have a lot of friends, right? Like they have like a small crew and like that's who it is. And their teammates usually don't like them, right? And I, but I think he does have a lot of friends though. Does he? I think he lives in Wisconsin during the season. Then he usually lives in LA during the off season. Right. Quarterbacks but, are weird. They're just really weird people. I don't know. But so is she. I actually think of all of his girlfriends, this makes the most sense in a weird way of the ones that I know about, at least. Because they're both- I actually agree with you. I, the Danica Patrick thing made no sense from beginning to end. I thought that was not a match.com couple. Olivia Munn was weird to me, too. She was like a totally different kind of star. She's like very like she's very L.A. to me. I, I don't know. I, I actually think this couple kind of makes sense. And I'm sort of like I'm happy for everyone, but just very confused. After we recorded last week, there was a piece that was published in page six, which means that it could be totally made up, but whatever, that said that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley met through their astrologer. And listen, I don't think that they met through their astrologer, but it added up, right? They were both people who are possibly interested in some, in astrology, basically, or weird stuff that you can read on the internet, like slightly off center. And so I agree that it makes sense I just keep going back to the time. I just like, it doesn't add up for me. <laughs> like, I, I believe that being a really great NFL quarterback requires like a lot of time commitment in season. As we said to Nora, like, what about all the tape he has to watch? And so how is he like watching all the tape and doing his like ice baths and stuff and also like forming a relationship to the point that they're ready to be engaged after six months? It's too soon. Does seem like they could have spent two months after the season maybe hanging out. But that goes back to the, the, my theory about like Aaron Rodgers. It's like, he's a 22 year old guy. I mean, he's 37. That's you're pretty mature at that point. You're pretty worldly. Mm, are you? No, I don't know. not all men. Maybe he's only mature in the, in the ways of being an NFL quarterback. And he's got to start the rest of his life now, Bill. And you know, it's kind of the, it's the twilight of his career. Right. I know he's really good, but they drafted another quarterback. Right. And you know, I don't know. Yeah, he Drama? might have a few years left. He, okay. You made a key point though. They actually do make sense as a couple. Like when, you know, like somebody like Cruz was having these different relationships with famous people and you would always be like, wait, what? Those two are together. How did that happen? Like, how did he and Penelope Cruz have a connection? You know? And, and it would, there was like just suspicion. It was always somebody super famous who had something to gain from the relationship. So I think cause of Cruz and some other people are, are, you know, our warning flags just go up. But in this case, I actually do think they make sense. Not that we know a shitload about Shane Lee and Woodley, but I actually could see them as a couple. Him and Danica Patrick, I thought was confusing, confusing. at confusing. every moment of, of the relationship. I just didn't get it. I, especially scheduling wise. Like Shailene Woodley, I think could tailor her schedule around the NFL schedule, but I feel like Danica Patrick was on a totally different one, harder to negotiate. And just, it just seemed... I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is weird. I like weird people. So I say that with love mm. and it just seemed like Danica Patrick wasn't the same weird as him. I don't know this. It may, it does make a lot more sense. Well, so I, before I go, let's make predictions for where this goes. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, Jordan Rogers is going to come out and get, try to get some, some fumes off this story. Right. And be like, well, yeah. we didn't even know he was engaged. I wonder if we'll get invited to the wedding. Probably not. And he'll, he'll kick the tires on that whole thing.
They, Jordan and Jojo got re-engaged and are like getting are finally getting married. Okay. So, so I, I was wondering if there's a race to get married, like who gets to get mar- married first in the family. I, mm. I was going to do flip. Is there a wedding? Or is this one of these things where it's like Sudeikis and Wild, where they're engaged for like seven years, they've made the commitment to each other, maybe not even seven, but you know, they rush to make the engagement. And then, you know, after a year, we've decided to, you know, go on our separate ways. That's what I tried to get away with. And my wife, she sniffed it out. She's like, no, no, we're, here's the wedding date. And, and here's where it's going to be. I would have been engaged for like 12 years. It sounded great. Okay. Um, I think there's a child, and I don't say this to speculate on oh, on like wow. on her on wow. appearance or anything. But holy mackerel! I think you announce and you manage your announcement this meticulously when there's more news to come. And incredible! I, this is why you're one of the greats, Julia. <laughs> you, you've this is really you've taken this to another level. I think that there's a baby's coming soon. I really do, and I think that they're trying to like get ahead of it. Um, or I, so you think I, a Lake Tahoe baby? Maybe I do because I think that also perhaps mm-hmm. he felt ready to say it because he's like mentally preparing for like a new phase of life, and so he was like, you know, thanks to my my fiance, and then she's doing press, and I did feel like on Jimmy Fallon, her setup was very specific. It was like not. Oh, it was it was like overmanaged to me. It wasn't like I've been watching a lot of this crap. It wasn't like the celebrities who like find the perfect room with the perfect wallpaper and the perfect background. And I thought the angle was sort of strange. Like I was like, Shailene Woodley could definitely do better. And I'm sure Fallon knows how to get people better directions. I just thought the whole thing was like very interesting to me. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised. She's pregnant. It's just to be in the presence of greatness like this (laughs) is really, really special. It's like, Season four of 90210, Andrea is dating the RA and then meets Jesse, the bartender during like the Christmas episode, but then somehow has the baby in May. And you're like, wait a second, what's the timeline here? (laughs) Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, so you're engaged, but wait, she's seven months pregnant. Like there's going to be a lot of questions. There really are. I I can't wait to find out those answers. I'll tell you this. Aaron Rodgers, most interesting QB we have. Oh, yeah. Like Brady has tried to grab that title. He dated Bridget Moynihan, dated Giselle, and then married her. She's the most famous model at the time. He does a lot of weird TB12 stuff, (laughs) things like that. Rodgers is an enigma. I mean, this guy has been in the league since like 07, and nobody has a feel for him. And he's, I I really enjoy him. I, I really like everything about him. Uh, from like a personality uniqueness standpoint. And this fits right in. This is just so strange. I like it. I am engaged. It seems like he's really motivated by spite and by grudges. And I love that. I love someone who's powered by spite. I did too. I just hope that the engagement is from a place of not spite. But otherwise, (laughs) congratulations to them. That too. That's true. So does the wedding happen? Yes or no? I'm going to go yes. Barefoot Shailene on a beach in Hawaii. That's my vision. Amanda? I'm going to go. No, I think there's just a lot of legal stuff to be, uh, to, to worked out. We're, we're going to talk about Laura Wasser later on this podcast, Bill. And I just, I'm really in a, One of the greats. In, a, in a prenup space. And so that's probably influencing it, but it's just too soon. <laughs> uh, next question. Does Shailene do hyphen? Does she do Shailene Woodley Rogers? Does she do Shailene Woodley Rogers? No hyphen Shailene Rogers. What is, or just stay Shailene Woodley. I think she stays. I think that she's, you know, 
of a generation and also has established her career. So she'll just be Shailene Woodley. Could be wrong, but. I think there's a lot of lessons to learn from Courtney Cox Arquette Mm. and how badly (laughs) that went and how bad it looks in the Friends reruns. And that's really a cautionary thing, I feel like, for all these actresses. Um, I've been wondering what's going to happen with Kim Kardashian West Cosmetics. I think it's called KKW Beauty. And I was wondering if the W will be dropped. So glad you brought that up. It's it's always a storyline to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, it was a pleasure to be on, really. Like to talk to to talk to two of the icons in this space on one of the weirdest relationship stories in a while. It was, it was a pleasure to be here. We're honored. We're always happy to have you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. On that note, let's talk about Laura Wasser, who seems to be doing a press tour. Laura Wasser, also known as the Disso Queen, is a very high-profile divorce lawyer. Amanda, why is she so high-profile right now? For one reason, she is Kim Kardashian West's lawyer. And so this is sort of our side way to, to, to mentioning that Kim Kardashian West uh, did file for divorce from Kanye West uh, after about a million reports speculating that that would be the case. and. It seems to be civil and yeah. hopefully they are all doing well and have the best interests of everyone at, you know, at heart. And now we're not going to talk about it anymore, um, except to talk about the Laura Wasser of it all, because she has been like a celebrity divorce figure for s- some time. She has represented Angelina Jolie um, and w- in a case that is still ongoing. She represented, she mediated Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's divorce. She um, represents Army Hammer, which I don't really know what to say about that. And she is the person on whom Laura Dern's marriage story character was based. And she's also like a second generation celebrity divorce lawyer. 
And so she's obviously at the center of a lot of things that you and I are interested in. And she has also kind of turned herself into a media celebrity. And coinciding with the actual filing of the divorce papers of, of Kim Kardashian, she has just like, she was on the Whitney Cummings podcast. She was in the Wall Street Journal. She seems to be doing like a real press tour. And I think some of it is to promote her online divorce platform, which sounds just like scammy and ridiculous when you say it. There's no way to say like, online divorce without sounding like, you know, you need to go to Reno in 1955 to get a divorce. (laughs) But I do actually think that there is something it's about, you know, giving access to people who can't pay $950 an hour in order to have someone represent them. Divorce divorce is fucking expensive. Yeah. Divorce is expensive and people need it. So despite the, the valence of the terminology, I'm, I like I'm pro it, but she's promoting that and also seems to be distracting from a lot of the seamier aspects of her celebrity cases simultaneously. Maybe it's just a coincidence. It can't be. Someone as okay. as deliberate as the Disso Queen, which by the way, Disso comes from dissolve of dissolving of marriages, um, mm-hmm. which I was like didn't get for a long time, but I think I, I read that in Vogue finally. Um, I just feel like is she gonna be on the Kardashian show? Everything she's doing to me feels like leading to like some kind of reality moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that could be, but I do wonder if she's going to be on this final season or something, which starts on March 18th. So the sort of like the Kardashian machine is ramping up. Um, it's just super weird. It's also just kind of like interesting to see someone like Laura Wasser kind of embrace this level of celebrity. Cause like she, if you are like an avid tabloid reader, her name is familiar to you. It's like Marty Singer, or Laura Wasser, or like, you know, the names of the major celebrity lawyers, Rudy Giuliani. Um, <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be in the same breath. Um, but, um, it's just interesting to like, see her leaning into it. Like, I feel like she's very like Bethany Frankel to me right now. It's kind of like the, sh- the shtick that she's, she's pushing. This styling definitely is reminiscent of Bethany Frankel, but with like a very um, pointed West LA Beverly Hills yeah. touch to it. If you go to that side of Los Angeles, you see a lot of this, but yeah, she's leaning into it. I wanted to draw attention to her Instagram, which on mm. she, she posts regularly. And on the day that she filed Kim Kardashian's divorce papers, she posted a picture of herself in a very lovely red dress. Let me see if she tagged the designer. Yeah. Sonia Reichel. And the the caption is hello Friday. And then there are two hashtags. Hashtag went to court. Hashtag was home by 10, which is just a, and that is what she did. The, that's how she turned Kim Kardashian's divorce into her own news. I mean, it's fantastic. We're living in 2021. All of these people put their private lives out of public all the time. What else can you do? But like kind of be delighted by it. Um, today, she posted another Instagram that was of her on zoom. And apparently the mediation session that she's um, going to be in is going to be, take a lot longer than filing divorce papers for Kim Kardashian. So, you know, I watched some of the Whitney Cummings podcast. I didn't watch all of it because it's an hour and and, and a half. And that's really long. That's too Um, much Whitney Cummings in my opinion. uh, But they talk a lot about divorce and Laura Wasser's divorce philosophy and her thoughts about marriage. And there is some legal advice in there. And it's really interesting because I think 
that Laura Wasser has like a pretty progressive and obviously super informed insight into what a modern marriage is and kind of how to construct it, at least legally, in a way that makes that people are empowered or at least have some knowledge. Like I, I, I do genuinely think she has some insights into the contractual aspects of marriage, which sounds craven, but is also a reality. But then to hear her talking about it while simultaneously selling it and just starts to feel a little bit like the Laura Dern marriage story character yeah. who, I, who I think is well-written because the, that character makes some good points and is also a personality and certainly larger than life. And there is just like a real dissonance that I find fascinating um, and it's and a media show on its own, which I guess is the point. Yeah, it's it's funny to to see her kind of turn into like basically a nine or two one zero character, just to <laughs> extend Bill's metaphor. But it is it is true. Like this is such like a almost um, the definition of a stereotype in like a very literal sense of like what you would think of when you think of like high powered divorce lawyer in L A. And it's interesting mm-hmm. just to see her like willing to play the part. I I just feel like this has to be with the permission of some of her clients. Not that like, not all of them, but I just feel like the Kardashians and Kris Jenner must've like signed off on this. Right. Cause otherwise I don't, I don't know that you'd be comfortable working with her. And, and it's interesting. I, I do feel like in the, in the immediate aftermath of the official filing, I've seen like, this is amicable. Kim really wants to be a lawyer. She's really excited about her advocacy work, like moving on. And I do, th- I do think that your note about like, is, she, is this like a, a screen to protect Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and their kids is like kind of interesting because I'm sure she's worked with them before too. Yes. I, my understanding, and I don't know whether this is true, but I, I did read somewhere that she was just like on retainer for the Kardashians or maybe even just for Kim specifically. So I, I don't think it's a coincidence, like whether this was actually part of the plan of, okay, Laura, we'll set up like a bunch of media spots for you and then we'll file it. I, you know, I don't know, but maybe the timing worked out as such. I'm sure they're aware of the benefits of having Laura Wasser out there explaining like a, you know, a more like humane, reasonable, practical approach to divorce. And then having the stories published about, the, you know, amicable and joint custody, which, which by the way, all is great. And like, I I genuinely hope all of that is true, especially for, you know, the four children. Um, but it's interesting in the Whitney Cummings podcast, um, one of the Laura Wasser's asked about like outdated aspects of the the divorce process. And she, she kind of just shares a personal gripe instead, which is that all family law filings are public. Mm. And why do they need to be public? Um, and she specifically cites TMZ and she's like, if you asked Harvey Levin, he would say, because it holds judges accountable and the first amendment and all this stuff, which I think like, you know, is true. There's probably like a nuanced version answer in between the two of these people, but it was interesting to watch her invoke TMZ, which has so clearly been the partner of the Kardashians for so many years. And you just remember that all of these people are playing a part and all of these people have all of their roles and it, and it is a machine. Um, even as she's out there selling kind of here are the secrets behind the machine. Yeah. I, I would guess there's a bunch of celebrity lawyers in LA who, who are envious, whether they would admit that or not. But I do feel like Laura Wasser 
has managed to like rise above. And there's a few others like, you know, that you might've heard of who are kind of famous. Um, and I'm kind of like, I kind of admire it. I'm like, okay, do, do you build your brand? Like, just like your, your clients. Yeah. There's a funny recurring bit in her press tour. Cause I've consumed several pieces of it. A tremendous way to spend your time about like people ask, what is she looking for? Are there clients she doesn't turn down or what does she want in a case? And it, it's some version of, I want reasonable clients. Like I need people with realistic goals. And I'd like, don't want to work with someone who is a total jackass or is like out for vengeance. But in all of these answers, she says, you know, and if the client isn't willing to meet those standards, I just pass them off to like one of my colleagues who's really happy to charge them a lot of money to be unreasonable. And I'm just like, what about all the colleagues that just have to take your scraps? I mean, maybe they don't care and maybe they could deal with it, but it is like a very funny, um, way of asserting like her choosiness and like her place atop the perch of the celebrity divorce lawyers. I, I like it. I don't, she should have her own TV show, but then, uh, then she would have to lose some clients, but she does, or she doesn't have to, but who knows? She just, she's, she's moving in the housewives zone. She's reminds me of a Bravo yeah. character. There, you do have to wonder. I mean, has to have been offered right at some point. Yeah. And also like, at least in the Kardashian case, definitely seems like it's helping. Right. And it's, yeah. it definitely seems like it's, I, I mean, maybe it's not because maybe Kim thinks that she deserves everything though. I just like, don't think that was on the table. That's not how it works in California. Um, but I think there are probably some clients for whom it would either take the burden off of their issues and, or kind of give them the boost that they want. It seems to me almost a little bit like the architectural digest, like put your home in AD before you sell it move of the right kind of managed attention can actually be helpful. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, I think that's right. I mean, that's similar to Aaron and Shailene's like you the news is going to be out there. So you manage it yourself. Yes. To get ahead of it. The yeah. reason I really think that by the way, about Shailene and Aaron is, is I think a lot of couples like end up going public and when there's going to be ways that they can't hide it. Some, some don't like Emma Stone never acknowledged her pregnancy, but I do think that's just sort of a thing that happens. I don't know. And you know, Laura Wasser, do your thing. Shout out to you. Disso queen. I'm just happy. There's someone in our culture who goes by the term disso queen. It's, so it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's so like- funny. It adds a lot. Um, it, really, it really does. And fascinating stuff. Some I learned some things about, you know, the pet laws in the state of California, which I don't have a pet, so it doesn't really apply to me. But if you Good do, to know, check it out. Just for yeah. any friends. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the latest with Megs and Harry? Yeah, I guess. First of all, they were a part of a Spotify presentation yesterday, mm-hmm. which I personally found very exciting. Megan, as it's been noted, was wearing an Oscar de la Renta dress with lemons on it. It was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really haunted by this Gen Z says you can't have a side part thing. And so when I see Megan with her middle part, which she's had for a while, um, it really just, I don't know, it caught my attention. I'm, I'm so, so haunted glad, by this. I'm so glad you brought this up. Let's just take a detour and talk about this for a okay. second. Cause I was combing my hair this morning, trying to look nice for you. It didn't really work. I need, you look a, great. I need a haircut. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I'm also wearing my morning show sweatshirt that I chose especially for you and Bill. Um, mostly Bill, honestly, cause you don't like the morning show, but I just okay. haven't really watched it, but I, I, I was thinking about it. I don't know. I just discovered the bridge on HBO max and I'm obsessed yeah. with that now. So, okay. So anyway, I was trying to comb my hair. So because it hasn't been cut in a while. And anyway, and I was thus looking at my part, right. And I was thinking about the, the 
middle part and I was thinking about Gen Z and Gen Z being against side parts. And here's my take. That is fantastic for Gen Z. And I just straight up and not Gen Z. So I'm not Gen Z. You I, know what? I, I am an old millennial. Place. I landed in a similar place. And I was like, I don't want to look 25. So yeah. therefore I'll be continuing with my side part, which also is a lot more flattering. Gen Z will learn when they um, hit their thirties as well. Um, but also some people, it looks really good. You know, it's fine. It's not even about if it looks good or bad. I just decided that actually I don't want to be a part of Gen Z and I'm not a part of it. So I'm going to carry on with my, with my side part, but I just feel so haunted by this. Cause I just feel like it's like such a tell, you know? Well, here's one thing I would point out to you is that Gen Z does seem really fixated on the things that we millennials do that they don't think is cool. And I think that that's great. And you can define yourself against your elders. And I'm happy to be an elder in this sense. And you guys should reject everything we do because we're trying our best, but we really fucked it up and the future's <laughs> on you. But but also, you're giving us a lot of power. So you guys just stay with yourselves and you do what side parts you want and you save the or middle parts you want and save the world. And we are just going to have to accept that we are a broken generation and side parts flatter us more. It's It's just what it is. I remember when I went to the side part, it was a momentous day and I felt really good about it. I won't be going back. Sorry. I don't think I ever did a middle part. That was just like not even at like eight, you wow. know? Wow. Yeah. Smart. Just, you were smart. It anyway. It's for me. It's not my facial structure. That's okay. Same. I mean, me too. Same. Um, anyway, Meghan Markle has been rocking the center part for quite some time. She looks good. She's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty woman. Um, so they did their announcement for... Spotify about like what podcasts they have coming. Check it out. Archwell audio. I, I personally marvel in the fact that we're like quasi colleagues them. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, the reason quasi they really- doing a tremendous amount of work there, but continue. <laughs> it's like yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. They've really been in the news because it's official that Harry and Megan, though it's been less than a year are not like since their since their decision to revisit in a year are not returning to being working royals and they've lost they've been stripped of or lost of depends on how you view see it many um of their patronages and this is also um brought in a whole new round of press about are they good are they bad are they demonic is the queen is she good is she bad is she angry is she mad all of this bullshit and it's like so fucking tiresome Yes, I I agree with all of this. I think everybody um I'm going to give everybody an F on this <laughs> round because it didn't it didn't really have to be this way. You know, and I got a text from one of my best friends from from Becky of Katie and Becky uh, on Friday after the statements that will parse um were released. And she was just like, "What's going on? I thought this already happened." And that's that's a really good point. Like we had kind of done all of this. And now we're having to do it again. And I understand why, because there was like the year period and now it's quote official. Um, but it's pretty much the same fight and no one looks good as a, as a result. And the problem there besides no one looking good is that everyone could look good. This could be fine. Yeah. Like if, if, and this, and this does start with, I I guess with the the you can the queen i suppose though i'm going to be really honest with you the queen is 94 so i think it starts with all of the people who are standing in for the queen the palace flunkies who have been a problem as long as there have been palace flunkies see the first four seasons of the crown but definitely have been a problem in all of this you know lecturing people yeah. about like whether to wear a hat it's so dumb um 
but they chose to be aggressive for whatever reason and make this announcement as, and use, you know, use the word stripping and, or they, I don't think that they used it, but it was implied of being like, we're taking all of this away from you and we're going to reassert your power, which like, I don't really understand why you need to do that. You can just say, we hope that these people are happy. They're having another child and we love them very much. Like it's all congratulations. Honorary. It's like, yeah, yeah, all of these things are like honorary positions. They're not actually not like jobs that they've been, like that they were earning money off of or whatever. So it's so it's such such indul- self-indulgent crap because it's like it's like do you make a big deal about this power structure to make it seem like there's any power at all. And it's so frustrating. And like I definitely don't even like Megan and Harry that much anymore. I find them really I find a lot of their PR very frustrating. But this well, just like makes me so angry at the royal family. Well, but then speaking to their PR, great segue to the statement that they released as a result, they took the bait yeah. of these palace flunkies, which again, guys, you live in LA, you have like a tremendously beautiful house. You have, a, you are our co- work colleagues, um, <laughs> though I, though I hope with like a slightly higher day rate and also a huge Netflix deal. You know, they like, they've got their business set up. They're having a new kid. I like they they're doing okay. And instead they decided to take the bait of some palace flunkies and release like a statement that just gives it more airtime and makes it look like they're fighting with, it's just someone needs to take the higher ground because actually like it is there. And if you are the people who are just going to rise above, then everyone's going to let you and be like, Oh wow. Great. Congratulations. We like you, but just it's, this is, it's silly. It really is. It really, really is. It's very frustrating. I'm just ready to move on from this. And I'm mad that I now <laughs> hate the royal family. You're not be- going to be able to because there's still the primetime special with Oprah. And did you hear that the, the palace has done some counter-programming on I the did, same yeah. day? Yeah. Which, I'm sorry. So they're, they're airing a special um, because they can't do the usual um, day of remembrance um, stuff that they usually do, like the same usual think church service. I think it's Commonwealth yeah, Day. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, it's Commonwealth Day. It's its so, own thing that we don't have to deconstruct right now. So the Queen is is doing a special about the Commonwealth to air earlier in the day for prime time in the UK, which, like, I'm sorry. You're not going to win the ratings war there, Missy. I'm very sorry, Queen. We love you, kind of. But that's just not going to work out for you. It's just, a, just dumb to even try. Again, this is a 94-year-old woman. And and her husband, who is 99, has been in the the hospital. hospital. You know, we send Prince Philip and everyone all our best. Um, Like, these decisions are being made by publicists. It it just seems like a publicist proxy war on both sides. Yeah, that's Uh, a good good way of putting it. In a way that none of these people should have jobs anymore. Though, though... I did get a little conspiracy theory of like, what if this is just their strategy? And what if these people are all really savvy and leaning into the 2021 of it all, where everyone's just mm-hmm. mad at everyone and outrage thing all of the time. I don't really think that the palace is that savvy and I doesn't really, and the Harry and Megan stuff still seems like really personal, which on the one hand I understand, because this that's the other complicated thing about this, right? Is that it is family and it is like Harry grew up with this and he's responding to a lot of the circumstances around his mother's death and being separated from your family is like very difficult in any circumstances, but especially in the last year. So 
Like it is personal. And I don't think that they're being really cynical about this, but in the back of my mind now in 2021, I'm just like, am I being had always? I know there's no, there's no way to like not ask the question. Basically you have to wonder one has, one must ask. I don't know. It's all very tiresome. Nonetheless, we'll be watching the special and I'm sure I'll be talking about it as well. (laughs) So who, who are we to, who am I to carry on about this? I don't know. It's just very, like I said, tiresome. Um, any other celebrity news that you feel passionate about today, Amanda? I think that's it. Okay. Wonderful. Great. Well, how about you? Um, no, I don't think so. I think this, the, the Shailene Woodley, Aaron Rodgers situation, it's a fun one. I'm going to be honest. It seems like the, the net net is there's a relationship in which people are happy and like they're weird in a way that seems compatible. And I think right. that's, that's happy. So I'm just going to hold on to that. I agree with you. I look forward to learning more. Me too. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.